Blog Talk Radio. General Quarters, Security Condition 3. GQ, Security 3, sir. General Quarters 3, Intruder Alert. GQ 3, Intruder Alert. Well, I think the term intruder is a bit harsh, but he's a fine doorman, so uh, he can do it, the job, however he wishes to, to, uh, Make it his own. Hey, good evening. Welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon, the podcast with more celebrities than the inauguration. I am your host and cruise director, Madam Perry, or you can call me Jennifer Perry. And once again, I am delighted to be here uh, and have you listening to me, have the great guests I've got. Just to get... um, just to get a little uh, things out of the way, I want to say thank you to everyone who has been listening and subscribing and downloading this podcast. Um, maybe maybe it's, uh, well, I know I've had fantastic guests on, but also uh, I know a lot of places in the country have, uh, people have been snowed in this last weekend. I've certainly had a lot of downloads, I guess. <laughs> um, people had time just to relax and listen to all their podcasts. I know that's when I usually listen to mine on the weekends, my favorites. Uh, but uh, you, you're making my numbers grow, um, and this is very exciting for me and very humbling. I am delighted to keep bringing you so many exciting people. And just to recap some of the last shows, if you're getting caught up, uh, last week I was in Asheville, and there's a woman, a uh, great, fantastic lady. She worked with my husband. Her name is Mimi. Mimi, I love you. Mimi says she's been listening. When she started listening to the podcast, she started going back to the very first one and listening in order. So she's got, she says she has about four left to be up to date. Mimi, I love you, and you're going to love this one even more. Uh, last, let's see, what was it? Um, recently we had Pat Duggins. Uh, he is the news director, and Edward R. Uh, our Murrow Award-winning director of news for the NPR station in Birmingham, Alabama. But we talked about, he's covered every uh, NASA, every space event uh, since they began, and he has a couple of books. Well, one of them, Trailblazing Mars, we were talking about last week, and that was a good, cool show. Before that, we had Ricky Bird, Hall of Fame guitarist for Joan Jett and the Blackhearts and Ian Hunter. Uh, Southside Johnny, and he was on uh, with his new CD, Clean Getaway, and talking about his foundation, Clean Getaway, helping other people stay uh, clean and sober as long as he has, he hopes, which has been 30 years. And Ricky Bird was a lot of fun. Uh, Before that, we also had Doug uh, Stinson. Now, Doug, at 17, if you listen to the show, at, at 17, he he says he accidentally landed a job as an intern at the White House. Said it was fairly clueless, very young, and it put him in a ringside seat for the events that unfolded that we know as 
Watergate. And you would think it would be, uh, unless you're a history buff like I am, you would think it would be a, a dull subject. But, of course, he had all kind of stories like uh, accidentally serving uh, Coca-Cola to the chairman of PepsiCo, uh, accidentally calling Pat Nixon kiddo because he thought she was a maid one night. She had a scarf on. Um, all sorts of little goofy things that they that happened with them. Uh, just, it, it was uh, it was a fun funny show. And coming up soon, we've got lots of other people. We're also going to have Tom Slick, uh, my friend Anthony Sharp, who uh, you may know if you watch Miss Fisher's Murder Mystery. He plays Cecil on Miss Fisher. He's done a lot of other shows, too, and uh, he's going to be back in town. So, tonight, I am so excited because uh, one of my favorite friends is coming on, who's been on here before. He is a delight. Also, somebody I've been trying to get on for a long time, and then an extra special surprise person I wasn't sure I'd have. So, why don't I just quit yabbering and introduce, this is Wild Wild West Con Steampunk Night in Madame Perry Salon. And first, let me bring in my dear friend, James Breen. James. Hello. Come on in. You've got your own cushion here in Madame Perry Salon. This is embroidered with my name. Come on now. Yes, yes, it has. It has snacks and everything. And uh, some people know you as the. Uh, well, for one thing, you're the panels manager for Wild Wild West Steampunk Convention, so you're right there in the in the heart of the matter, making everything happen. Oh yeah! And you're also the owner <laughs> of Dreadnought Radio, and uh, which I think the uh, last time I listened to it, it was because I was on a I was in Amsterdam, but it, it sort of coincided when I was awake, and I happened to see you flash uh, something on Facebook. We're on the air now, so I thought, well, thank God. You just already know. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that was fun. And let's see. Also, also, we have a, a gentleman who is a steampunk writer. He's a pretty big deal. He's a pretty big – he's like a superstar, isn't he, in the steampunk world? And beyond. Uh, people he's know a him. steampunk writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Artist. Yeah, yeah. And maker. Um He's uh, known for his work on television. He has a book called Steampunk Gear, Gadgets and Gizmo. And somewhere in a place tucked away in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, a business known as Brute Force Studio, uh, he makes all kinds of fantastic things. And you see them and, and you're just in awe. Also, let's see, this is, and of course, I'm obviously talking about Thomas Dean Williford. Thomas, come on into Madame Perry's salon. Find a nice uh, cushion to sit on. Um, Ooh, and we have cookies. It, and everything. if you would, this is great. yeah. Well, I had a couple of suspense writers on not long ago. Brett. Um, uh, Brett Wright and uh, Rick Cornell, and they left burritos um, under the cushions. <laughs> we had to clean it out for a while and, and then come back in. And oh, then, then Daryl Rhodes said he left his pet hamster in here, too, so we had to, you know, try that. But cookies and snacks, we're all about that. And uh, anyway, I am delighted to have you in here. I've been wanting to talk to you ever so long, Thomas. I am well, just thrilled you. to have you here. Well, thank you very much. I, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I've 
I've been traveling constantly and I'm actually sitting down for a moment. So it's, it's time I can actually do this. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited and slightly nervous. I'm hoping I don't say something hideous, you know, because I'm prone to do such things. Oh, you've never been here before. Well, as you know, you know, one of my <laughs> first guests was the one that told people it looked like the inside of Jeannie's bottle in here. So, so if you don't mind, Thomas, would you reach, if you don't mind sitting, standing back up a moment, and reach over and part the beautiful beaded crystal curtains so that our next guest, the gorgeous Amy Wilder, can enter. Oh, yes, of course. Hello. Hello, Amy. Come on in. Have a cushy so nice seat here. here in the genie bottle. Well, I am oh, delighted to have you here. It's absolutely lovely and just as sparkly as I expected. Oh, good. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I was hoping you would feel that way. And, of course, you know, like James, you know James. He says he's got his own cushion oh. here. He's very proud of it. We let no one else oh, of course. sit on it. I have known James a while. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yes, Thomas and Amy have even, you know, come and crashed their house. My house. first Wild Wild West con, James Breen, was the very first person to say hello to me, actually. Was I? was coming in from the Aww. cab. He was like, you're Amy Wilder. And I was like, someone knows who I am. You were the first person to say hello to me. <laughs> oh, wow. I did not oh. know that. <laughs> well, now you do. And I've known you for how many years now? <laughs> oh, God. Three Wild West cons now, four years. God. You know, even so, nice and I've known Thomas for a year more than. Wow. That's because I'm old. We have. <laughs> well, you know, it's even nicer because I, I sometimes find that as an adult, and, you know, my husband travels a lot, and I don't mind going places <laughs> alone, but sometimes if you go somewhere alone, people won't always be friendly to you if they don't know you. And I'm thinking, well, we're Absolutely. all grown ups, you know, it wouldn't hurt to say hello. So. Well, and it, it's true, but Amy? people have their own reasons for keeping to themselves. <laughs> okay, maybe sometimes it's a good thing, huh? <laughs> no, Amy I, and know. Anyway, I just walk in and go, hi there. Oh, God, she talks to all the strangers. Yeah, I talk to strangers all the time. Uh, you look away from him for a minute and he's made new friends. <laughs> Even if you don't know, if uh, I already knew that you were a pretty big deal, a pretty superstar in the steampunk world, Mr. Williford. However, you've got your own Wikipedia page, and if that doesn't say it all, I don't know what does. That's just... Well, you should, you should see my IMDB page. It's boring as anything. Actually, <laughs> I, I, I never update these things. Um, I really should. Um Amy gets on me and is like, you know, you did some other stuff. You might want to put it on there. And I'm like, okay, I guess. And um, but no, I've, I've, it's, it's so weird. The entire steampunk thing is so weird to me because I was into it back in the '80s, and then this oh, tiny really? little thing. Oh yeah, it, way back when there was a game called Space 1889, Victorian science fiction game, and I got into it, and I was hooked, and nobody would play with me. And now the idea that the thing that me and like 10 other people in the whole country were into had their own conventions, you know, and, and they have, you know, entire, you know, magazines based on it. And there's an entire new genre. It's always amazing to me. 
well, it is to me as well. And I cannot remember how or where I first heard it. What I do know, though, is that after I did, um, you know, I'm an entertainment publicist, and I had a client uh, or a gentleman, you know, reach out to me to contact me saying, you know, I need a publicist. What can you tell me? This is, you know, I've written several books, but this is my newest book. What can you tell me to help me with this? And I was reading the book, and I thought, let's see, he's got – takes place in the 1860s. He's got Edgar Allan Poe. He's got this. And I asked him, I said, you know, I don't tell anybody how to do their work. Hustle it for you. I said, but have you ever thought about reading any steampunk? And he had never checked that out before. And after that, he was, it was all of, it's Jim Musgrave, if you've heard of him. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, uh, Jim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's been to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so I'm the one to blame, okay? So I he goes, what is this, you know? And he's very open-minded. So I said, well, check this out, and he did, and he just he fell for it completely. So uh, yeah, well, we had he's had a lot of fun with that. Sitting right here next to me, as a matter of fact, autographed from I think it was Wawa Westcon two, actually. Oh wow! <laughs> no. Yes. Isn't that long? I, well, I, I met Jim well, at Wawa Westcon. <laughs> well, yes, that's all. I feel like, my gosh, I never, I always say, sometimes I would say, you know, do, do people ever listen to me? And it's like, well, somebody did listen to me and took it all the way. So, and, uh, and it was fun. It was fun seeing him discover it and just working into what he did and, and the artist he would meet. And then we found, uh, and then he said, well, what about, we were talking about, what about some music to go with a, uh, something in your next project? So we looked, and then I found Valentine Wolf, and I, con- I contacted them. And oh, yeah. uh, now we say oh, yeah, they're, they're on the podcast a lot. Yeah, they always contribute to the house. Oh, I didn't specials. know they'd been on here with you. I'll have to join them one time. I've never spoken to them on the phone, talked to them on Facebook. And, yeah, I've never actually, yeah, you'll have to let me know next time they're on. I would love to call in and say Okay, hi. I will. Oh yeah, the, um, uh, they were one of the first bands we they, played they, on Dreadnought, actually. <laughs> really? Yep. It's a it's a fantastic world, you know. And like I said, I'm just I'm just delighting anyone, it, people who are creative and, and creating their own worlds, and um, just and when I watch the cons, there, there just seems to be such a joy, such a joy and excitement um, at these. Oh, it's worlds, a lot of fun. Which, uh, they, they are. They're a lot of fun. Even when you have to do as much work as you know the people behind the scenes do. I mean, not just managers either. Either our volunteers do outstanding work and just. I mean, they're go go go. You can ask Thomas and Amy. They've dealt with our volunteers before. Oh, they're wonderful. Yeah, they're wonderful. And they they do they they work their tails off and nobody's ever irritated. Everybody has a good time with it. Yeah, I was saying, I, well, I've been going to conventions since 1982, and Wild Wild West Con is, is there, there are two conventions, Wild Wild West Con and the Whitby Gothic, uh, not Whitby Gothic, Whitby uh, Steampunk event. They're so immersive. You're in this Wild West town, um, and you know, everywhere you go is a photo op, and you, just, you start feeling like you're in a real steampunk world, and that's one of my favorite things about Wild Wild West Con. Yeah, it's well, not being here, in a convention center or hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really. Um, so since, since we're here, and since so Wild Wild West Con uh, 2018, which is the seventh um, year of it, is 
coming up in March. I think this is the yep, first March second, third, and fourth. Okay, let's talk about that. And I did not mention when uh, when the gorgeous Amy came in. She's Amy. You were also a designer and model for Brute Force Studios. Am I correct? Uh, yes. Yes. I am a co-designer alongside Thomas for the company. I help with different uh, new designs, products, that kind of thing. I also pound rivets and answer phone calls and fetch coffee. <laughs> oh, my. Because <laughs> we, we, I've we seen videos of her pounding rivets, so she really does. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, it's true. I, I know how to make all the things. If, if you point to a product, I can tell you how it's made. Yeah, but if Thomas isn't careful, he's going to be out of a job. Probably make over. it, too. Probably <laughs> I'm hoping to never do anything but sit around and say, yeah, I once made that and have her do all the work. He's That's what I want. Liar. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually working like crazy. Uh, <laughs> and, it, and it is him and me and maybe one employee sometimes. Yeah. That is, that's really it. That's, that's the entirety of Brute Force Studios, and it's mostly him. He works really hard. That's fantastic. Now, you went to Savannah College of Art Design, Amy? I did, yes. Yeah. And uh, uh, how did you two meet? Fashion design and uh, sculpture for a bit. Oh, okay. (laughs) And uh, how did you and Thomas meet, if I may inquire? If I oh, I uh, I met him at Dragon Con. (laughs) I was a little little fashion design major, and I was like, "Will you teach me how to make corsets?" And he was like, "Is this a phone number somebody gave me? Throw this away." And that happened for three years. And then he finally was like, "You give me your phone number every year, and I throw it away. That's dedication. I'm going to keep it this year." And I got to work for him. That's exactly what happened. And nobody believes me because they look at her and they go, and they look at me and they go, "How did you know?" How did Jersey Thor there end up with this hot young um, model working for him and and living with him? And I'm like, and all my friends are like, Amy, you're really crazy and annoying. How did you get to date someone so successful and cool? And but I kept throwing her number away, and 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 she finally, after the third time, you, you get tired of throwing it away, and then and I needed a model for another convention. And I called her up and said, you're that girl, the, the model. And I, I thought he yeah. had the wrong number. I was like, oh, my God, that, <laughs> that person maker guy, he's calling me. I'm going to answer, and maybe even though this is the wrong number, he'll hire me for a job anyway. <laughs> and it wasn't the wrong number. He meant to call me. It was very exciting. I, I really overdid it when I showed up for the job. Yes, I had so much makeup on. There was, like, I bought glitter and, like, glued things to my face and everything. It was terrible. <laughs> this, like, event was, this is hilarious. Event was, <laughs> and the event we worked at was called Anacrocon in Atlanta. Yes, and I didn't even wear a steampunk outfit. No, no, she wore I a wore Dragon it. Slayer outfit that I made, yep. one of my fantasy outfits, um, which she's now very well known for wearing this. Yes, because I ended up buying it. She ended up buying it, yes. The problem is if you come to work for me, you never get paid because you always go, yeah, I go, here's the money. And they go, or I could put it toward this outfit I couldn't afford. I have to quit school and sell my car. I I bought that one with money, though. Yeah, she bought that one with money, yes. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) You guys are so much fun. Um, Yeah, and I'm putting this picture of the two of you together up on Facebook right now. Oh, please. If you're listening live and see this picture, and you go, this makes okay. it more interesting. 
<laughs> I don't know. Some of these people might be going, what took these two so long to get together? Because you just look so in tune to one another, so in sync. But that's the, that's way, because, that's the way it goes. That's that's because both, there's a joke that I'm not a narcissist. I'm a narcissist. So I had to have some other little blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, that type of thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she, she just raspberry me, yes. Oh, I, said I said yeah. I was like, you only like me See. because I kind of look like I could pass for a female version of you. Yeah. <laughs> See, and anybody who thinks that they're funny and fun, you know, right here, you really should come out to Wild Wild WestCon in March and check them out in person because ten times better. I'm telling you, I've, I've been there many <laughs> yes, times. Yeah, we would, so we let's would talk do about this so even if think- nobody was looking. We would, we would, we would talk like this because we, we, we're. we're because we have to entertain ourselves, because otherwise... Or as I like to say, I'd be talking if no one was here just to fill the silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, are you serious? Let me... <laughs> I did. I said that I the other day. You could, you could, there were witnesses and everything. I really said that the other day. <laughs> because my and husband... Knowing Amy, I, I believe it. <laughs> because, you know, she's and got... Well, and, she's and got and her Amy, iguana to talk to. She's got her snake to talk to. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the cats, the iguanas, the rats. I have all kinds of animals to talk to. Yeah, you have a zoo. Oh. <laughs> I like that. I am not, uh, just so you know, because I was in a, I'm not chiding you, I'm not laughing at all, because recently I was in a store, and it was a store that I had worked at a few years back, and uh, this young guy came by, and he says, were you going to talk to me? I thought he wouldn't see me, because it's a, it's a store, it's really packed, it's a clearance center store, and he, I said, how did you find me? He goes, well, I saw you, because this is a guy, I got to tell you, he memorizes every woman's behind. I mean, he will, he, I could be in anything oh, else, Lord. different wig, and I've gone there in wigs, but he knows every woman's behind. Very creepy on that end. He said, well, I do, I recognize your hair and, and in the back of you, and, and I recognize your voice when you were talking to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> See, that would happen to me. <laughs> so... <laughs> Somebody be like, I, I recognized you from the diatribe you were having over there in the snack section. <laughs> I get, I get people who say, you look like that guy on that television show Steampunk, but he was a lot younger. And I'm like, no, oh, it's, thanks. It's, it's true. People recognize him in public. It happened the other day at the farmers market. Somebody just walked up to us. We were picking out onions, and they were like, are you that guy? <laughs> are you Thomas Williford? And I'm thinking, do I owe you money? Uh, Are you that guy? See, this is what happened. I used to have a TV show in Atlanta, and it was on once a week. And I, I remember being in a in a uh, department store, my husband and I. And I guess a young guy, you know, because I had a lot of musicians on. And this young guy was talking. He goes, "No, it is her." And I could hear this kid and his mother, and they were going, "She's going, no, it's not." And he kept looking at me because, "Yes, it is." And finally, she just turned to him and said, "Look, she." Ain't nobody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and there was something else to it about ain't nobody, and you didn't see her, and what you know, and that's you don't know her, and she ain't nobody. Okay. She don't. Okay, because me and I just sort of looked at him and smile like it's okay. So hoping that was who they thought I was, but anyway, yeah, it's it's, it's a funny thing. 
your fame. And I would imagine, too, since you guys are out more, you know, your photos are out more, you're out with people at conventions. Um, well, yeah. We've, it, I, it would I, happen I, to you I, a lot. I've, I've been going to conventions for what's been like 36 years now. And so when I started, quote, what we'll jokingly call it getting famous, it's, being famous in steampunk is a little bit like being famous in high school. You know, it's, it's not a huge group. It's a big enough group, and it's a lot of fun. Um, but I don't want to take I – don't, I don't take <laughs> myself too seriously about it. But it's, it's, it's been um, – it's been really weird because I'm not, I'm still not used to it, but you know, people come up and say hi and, and, you know, and it, the biggest thing is kids. Cause my, uh, one of my books, the steampunk um, adventurer's guide is very popular with kids who are into steampunk and they'll come up in something they've made from my book and they're smiling and I, and I, I almost cry. Because this little kid will be like, I made this thing that you wrote because I want to be like you. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't, you know, I don't even like kids, you little brat. Go away. No, no, I don't say that, of course. I'm no. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, and parents come up and, <laughs> yeah, get out of here, kid. You bother me. Uh, and parents come up and they're like, my, you know, my kid finally stopped playing video games for 20 minutes and made one of your pieces. Like, oh, thank you. Yeah. He, he does. He tears up every time. It's adorable. Yeah. It's, you know. His, his, his you worst know, kept secret is that he actually takes every child completely seriously when they come up and talk I, to him. I, yes. I, I try to act like, he, he oh, can, I don't He care can about lie about it all he wants. He takes them all completely seriously. I've seen it. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to well, have I, a tell you, tell you, horrible person, but. Sorry, One of my favorite things about that is I was watching a video of you guys, and you were talking about if you buy, you know, if you get my book, you will learn how to make this and this and this, so you can have an entire outfit because you said you'll learn how to make the gear. Yes. And and then when you just now told me, um, you know, your kid come up and say, I've got this, I had this that you made me, the first thing that came to my mind was, you gave somebody a reason to 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 put down the iPad, and even if they were a shy kid like I was in school, you gave somebody a reason to feel like they could make something. I mean, really make something special that they would enjoy and be proud of. And so that was the first thing that hit my mind when you said the kids come up. I thought, oh, I like this. I like this a lot. And that's got to feel when- good. It does. When we make, when we play video games, and I play video games, I'm not picking on video games, but it gives us a false sense of accomplishment. We, we go, yay, I did, but you turn the game off and there's nothing there. When you make something and you close the book, the thing you made is still there staring at you saying, hey, you made me. Hey, you can't escape it. And when you show another person, they're not just watching pixels on a, on a screen. There's this thing mm-hmm. and you learn how to do something. Uh, beside play, beside learn how to press the buttons right on your controller. Um, you've learned how to make something. It's really, uh, to me, that's a big deal. Uh, making things is 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 one of my passions. Um, I use video games to relax from my whole day of making things instead of coming home from a day job and using my video games as my creative release. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't have video games when I was a kid, so we had this some kind of pong thing, like a ping pong. But <laughs> I don't, I'm, <laughs> a little I'm, ball 50, back and forth. 
I'm 53 years old, and uh, and yeah, I, I remember Pong. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and to this day, it's the only play. video game he's good at. <laughs> oh, oh. Exactly. Oh, I'm terrible with video games. Oh, I turn man. them on the easiest mode, and I just kind of press a few buttons and, and read the cheat sheet how to get through. <laughs> okay, I didn't die. Yay. <laughs> So, um, if you're listening live to us right now on uh, Tuesday, what is this, December the 13th already, uh, just feel free to call in, 646-716-9922. That's 646-716-9922. And you can talk to Amy Wilder, Thomas Dean Wilberford, James Breen. Uh, we're going to be talking about Wild Wild West Con coming up in March. And so, guys, what else is going on? What 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 kind of things can you tell people will be happening at Wild uh, Wild West well, Con? Well, one thing real quick, because it's kind of a big one. Uh, originally, we had planned on having Professor Elemental out as our main uh, music act. Unfortunately, due to circumstances beyond both his and our control, uh, that isn't going to be the case. However, we were lucky to have some great friends in Abney Park who jumped in and said, hey, we'll take that. We want to be there. So thanks to Abney Park. I don't know if any of them are listening. I know I tagged a bunch of them in the, in the initial post. But if you guys are, thank you. We love you. You guys are awesome. Can't wait to see you in March. Uh, aside from that, you know, obviously we'll have Thomas and Amy out because, you know, it just wouldn't be the same without them. Uh, we have we are, can't wait. <laughs> I know. We can't wait to have you out. It's going to be so fun. Uh, we're also going to have, once again, Airship Isabella will be back out. Um, they've become a mainstay. It's, you know, pretty much, a, I think, every year they've been out. I think they've been out since year one. So Yay. we're excited Love to see them again. Um a lot of authors, steampunk vehicle exhibit again. Dave Lee is coming back out with some new stuff, and I oh, believe I'm... Mr. Williford is uh, has been uh, talking about something of his own that he's uh, bringing out in those, around those lines, weren't you, Thomas? I, I, I've become a hipster and become obsessed with Vespas, and I'm bringing out a steampunk or Fallout, the video game Fallout Vespa that I'm presently working on, and I will be driving. To tell you how hardcore, I'm driving over 30 hours to bring this thing to to uh, uh, Wawa Westcon. Oh, this sounds good. Oh, yeah, we oh, can't yeah, wait could, to see it. It's going to be great. I, I, um, I'm really also, looking forward to it. Yep, Taylor's Forge and Tobias McCurry are going to be joining us again. Uh, they were also uh, they were two of his contestants on Steampunked. And fantastic makers in their own right. Uh, who else can I announce? Oh, by the way, can... by the way, James. James yes. yes. Yes, I will get my panel submissions to you soon. I'm sorry, it's been it's been great. It, Man, I, you beat me to it. I was about to get you too. <laughs> sorry. That's okay. You're in good company because Cedric Whitaker and the ASI crew they still haven't gotten theirs in yet either. So I really hope they're you listening. Can, you can have a panel with. Cedric and I on leather making, so we can cover both the high tech end and the hand, the handwork that he does, which is a, I cannot even touch his handwork. But that'd be a fun one. I would do that with him in a heartbeat. And I'm sure he would do that with you. So just put it in, and I'll I'll just tell him he's doing it. It's okay. 
Yeah, if I don't, I, or I can just try to, I'll just have Amber telling me he's doing it. We'll, we'll go, we'll, we'll do well, it, um, you know, leather work, low tech to high tech, and that'll cover both of us. There you go. Well, by the way, since I've got all you creative brains here, what if somebody, and I'm asking for a friend, what if somebody wanted to submit a panel uh based on, say, doing podcasts or doing promotions, publicity of your own work as a wildwestcon.com. <laughs> I know. Really, yeah. You go to wildwestcon.com and you go to the to the yeah. applications page to the panels and workshops. You put in the application and I'm going to be, oh, goody, finally, I'm getting this, you know, this kind of panel and I'm going to approve it and it's going to be scheduled. <laughs> okay. That's All right. real easy. So now we know where to go. But what if the person is feels like they need a real snappy name for their presentation and they don't have one? What would you mm. – uh, maybe you, as I said, you clever minds could come up with a snappy name for it. Well, that's not me. I'm not that, I'm not that good at stuff like that, amazingly, believe me. All right. You can, okay, you can, you can spend some time on it. We'll get something else. You could call it um, – Advanced Theatric um, Telegraphy or Podcasting or Steampunk. Well, all right. Something like that. You use the technology. All of, right. When I, name, when I name things, I try to bring in the technology of the original time. Like I have this one ray gun quote thing in one of my books, and I call it the um, – the electromagnetic, uh, the electromagnetic, electro- or no, it's the uh, electrostatic hand. Cannon. Electrostatic hand cannon. So it, you know that it works with static electricity at that point, and it's a handgun, and that's how you you do it. So if you you know what was the main way of communicating in the Victorian era, um, instead of podcasting, they would have done telegraphy or or telegraphs. Um, so if you did something with that word, it would probably stick in their heads and be a lot of fun. Uh, Sorry, I didn't okay. Uh, that well, you were, that was exactly what I was asking for. Amy, do you have any other ideas on that? Uh, I'm, I'm don't think I'm going to top that one. I, <laughs> <laughs> the people actually call me up and say, "I've got this cool device. Can I you give me a name?" Market, so. <laughs> so I do a lot of that. <laughs> okay. All right. So now, where does Wild Wild West Steampunk con- Convention take place? Uh, it's here in Tucson, Arizona. We have the full run of Old Tucson Studios lot, so we literally have an entire Old West town to play in. Mm-hmm. Oh. It is it is incredible. Oh, oh, oh. that's so much. I just, uh, a lot, a lot a of movies and TV shows have been filmed there. Um, we actually get to use one of the buildings from the original set of um, High Chaparral. Um, and and, um, and yeah. the three amigos. One and the three amigos, three yes. Amigos. Yeah. And <laughs> what else, uh, wasn't some of three ten to Yuma there or something like that? And Tombstone and I mean, all kinds oh, of movies have, have had stuff filmed there. It's really cool. You're constantly saying, "Oh, get me, a, get me in with a picture in front of this. Get me with a picture in front of that." Um, everywhere you look is a good picture. Yeah, and I like can, Thomas I said, it's that, like everywhere you look is a photo op. There is, it's just so many photo ops, so amazing. Like, oh, this is a great location. That is a great location. Like, if you want to go to 
one convention where you know that your outfit is going to look so badass, Wild Wild West Con. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, great. I do like this more and more. All right, now, so uh, so if you can draw a, a picture for us, um, so you know we're in the okay, Seal Studios. It's in Tucson, Arizona. I'm looking at the web page, and I realize that you know you still don't have everything out as far as um, performance and so forth. But you do. We don't know exactly what's happening when, but you know you say it's concerts, special events, um, over 60 vendors over 80 panels and workshop, um, and I've got a couple of questions to ask here, and I'm just going to give it to all you guys. You start wherever you want to start. First of all, what is this theme, robots versus dinosaurs this year? And okay, so this past yeah, year, yeah, this past year our theme was um, the steampunk, was election for the steampunk president. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we actually did do voting and all that fun stuff. It was it was a lot of fun, and a gentleman robot wound up winning. So you know he is a robot. Cthulhu. Oh. Cthulhu versus Gen- the gentleman robot, wasn't it? Uh, yes, Cthulhu versus gentleman robot. Cthulhu for president. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so this year what we're having is basically a uh, group of. Uh, we're calling them dinosaurians from this other <laughs> dimension have come and they're trying to, you know, they're, they're coming here. And so now the robots are all gathering together to repel what they're thinking is going to be this massive attack. And so everything throughout the convention is going to be themed around that. There's going to be, you know, for the uh, charity event, we have um, a charity we sponsor, Kids Need to Read. And there's going to be, you know, a little scavenger hunt type thing with, you know, dinosaur eggs. Fine, and you know it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, and they try to have different uh, themes each year, and then people try to outdo themselves in in that theme. Um, uh, and I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm, tr- I'm going to try to get something uh, interestingly robotic together for this year. I want I want Tobias to take his his little spring legs and make them like dinosaur legs. Oh yeah, I think he really should do that. <laughs> he would make a very good velociraptor. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so robots versus dinosaurs, view theme, and so this is going to be in in. Um, Work, work, here, uh, street performers or, or different things or yeah we uh, we always have buskers yeah. mm-hmm. uh huh yeah yeah we have buskers every year um, so you got music pretty much all over the place which is mm-hmm. really awesome you can you know walk from one area to another and hear two different bands and it's great there's, uh, there's, there's belly dancers that we have out. Ooh, perform and oh yeah, there's yeah, yeah. There's a lot of you know street performances going on the whole time. Plus um, panels, uh, there will be well over eighty panels. I I can tell you that right now. <laughs> also, the event itself, the location, they have their own performers. And they'll do gunfights and 
they do some they they do some you know horse riding things like that, and that happens. That's all part of the whole event. Yeah, the whole everything that's open for the, the uh, old Tucson Studios park there, all their you know like he said like the horseback riding their 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 uh, food stands their merchandise Demon. things everything is still open to you know to our people as well and the general public is still open to come in as well. So you get a yeah, huge okay. mixing of people. <laughs> and then at night, the, everyone goes out and everyone comes back in. And that night you have your concerts, like Abney Park and any other bands will be performing on stage. Uh, in, in, they'll be performing in the saloon. And it looks like a real saloon. Mm. You're, you're, you're kind of, you, you expect a bar fight to break out at any moment. Thankfully, that never happens. Um, no bar fights. But it does have that <laughs> lovely feel to it. It's true. It's an amazingly immersive convention. That's fantastic. Okay, now there's another question. I've asked, I've asked this before, and I feel like I've never gotten a satisfactory answer, one that maybe in my mind could grab. Oh, gosh, maybe that's that, what it is. She's going to ask the question. The pressure's on. Yeah. You know what I'm going to ask, aren't you, James? Uh, <laughs> go for it. I'm sorry. Just go ahead. No, I'm not asking about steampunk underwear again. Don't worry about that. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> we make those. I make, a, <laughs> I make a steampunk says, bikini. Well, you have to. She's like, I can't I tell you. It's easier to. No, that's okay. No, what I want to know is what the heck is tea dueling? Oh, that. Uh, Just drink the bloody tea. Get it over with. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'll have to get Jocelyn on here to talk about tea dueling because she is the queen of tea dueling. Tea dueling is a waste of good biscuits. That's what a tea dueling is. Um, <laughs> I prefer whiskey dueling, but it has a completely different ending. Um, so, uh, tea, tea dueling is you, you each have a cup of tea. and As far as I know, I've only done it once, and I, I, I don't remember if I won or lost or whatever. But you each put your biscuit in the, in the tea, and whoever... And then you hope you, you got to pull it out, and and it has to not crumble before you can put it in your mouth or something like that. And you, you put whoever holds it in longer pulls it out, and it doesn't crumble or something. Essentially, what you're saying is that it is a game of it is essentially a very proper game of chicken where two individuals sit down eye to eye with a cup of tea and a biscuit, and they each dip their biscuit in the cup of tea and stare each other down. And whoever loses their nerve first and pulls the biscuit out of the tea before it breaks off, wit loses unless one person sits too long and their biscuit breaks off, and then the person whose biscuit didn't break wins. See, I think so it's an I can't imagine the tension. <laughs> I think the other way to do it is each of you keep drinking pot after pot of tea, and whoever gets up to use the bathroom first loses. That's the way you do it right there. You know, <laughs> that's proper game, game of chicken right there. <laughs> I am going to steampunk hell for saying all these things about Thomas, I, w- I would now voice that to Jocelyn. <laughs> I know. I know. She'll hear this I, I just and she'll be like, no, it was. Yeah. I wanted to know it had a I good sense of humor. And, and, 
thought you were going to ask, what is steampunk? And we're like, oh, God, not that question. Um, Have we figured that out yet? Oh, I know. I know what it is. Everyone else has I am kidding. Amy, you have quite a you have quite a job keeping um, everything under control. You know, you have no. And idea. by that, what I mean is, it sounds it sounds like when uh when I, when I work with my jazz band, sometimes I would have these musicians, and we'd be places like uh, we play the the museum, Martinis and IMAX at the Museum of Natural History, and places like that. And you know, these guys, my my musicians are so good. And they kind of like take off on their own solos and dig in and whatever, and they're swapping bars and and uh, they're great. But sometimes they get kind of wild. And I said, you know, as the as the um, leader, I said I feel sometimes more like I'm just the headmistress of a school for very gifted but very mischievous musicians. I think you understand that role, Amy. I I certainly do. I want a cookie. <laughs> Did your mommy drive you here? Oh no, no no! If you want, if you want to know the person who owns about that right there, Madame Perry, uh-huh. you need to talk to my better half, Amber. She's the VIP services manager for Wawa WestCon, and yeah, she gets to deal with all oh, the VIPs, to Amber, so Thomas and Amy and everybody else. Yeah, Amber keeps saying I'm. I want to talk to Amber. <laughs> Unfortunately, she's not available right now. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you always tell me. He always tells me. No, she's listening in from where she's at. She's just presently not here at home. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Amber. Just don't forget, I I want to talk to you. I just just feel like I'm being thwarted in my attempt there. Maybe there's something he's afraid I'm going to find out. So, um, yeah, the term herding cats is pretty uh, normal for her (laughs) during con. All right. Now, one more thing. If if somebody's there for the, going for the first time, I look at the pictures and the activities and things going on, and but I look at the, with the clothes and the costumes. I can't imagine. I guess if you, you know you're not going to wear the same thing all the time, especially if you're a performer or a presenter. I would imagine people have to have um, a lot of luggage. You have and no luggage. I can, I can, <laughs> oh yeah, I. Terrifying. I make the airport trips with Amber to me at, you know, to pick up the VIPs from the airport every year. Uh-huh. And I the only ones I ever really dread are Thomas and Amy. Because I know <laughs> I am going to have a very sore back. Oh, but yeah, then we get I, them to the hotel. I have a steampunk Iron Man eighteen eighty nine suit that takes up two cases on its own and then there's all of my other clothing and such. Um, and Amy has one case that is her makeup, and that takes up her entire luggage allotment. And then there's her shoes, which is her carry-on, and then there's nothing left. Oh, no, no, actually. And then there's Thomas, who's a liar. <laughs> have you seen how many costumes I have? Yeah, she has loads of costumes. It's, it's, we're driving out so we no, can bring everything. The, the large-size suitcase is all clothes. The carry-on is all leather and shoes, so the carry-on weighs about 150 pounds. And I carry that myself. And everybody else bitches about the clothes, and they're like, this weighs 50 pounds. It's... it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 fun, but if you're a new person, no, I have I have a lot of costumes, but it's because it's my job to play dress up. <laughs> but if you're a new person coming to do this event, 
what you do is you get a few basics. You get a good you get a good pair of trousers, and blue jeans are authentic to the Wild West. So you can wear this. Mm, okay, good. You don't have to get good. Blue, yeah, so you get blue jeans, decent shirt, and a waistcoat or, or, or vest, and then you start getting things on it. Then you get your, your fancy ray gun or your interesting bit. So you can, it doesn't, it's not as hard to start off as you might think. Well, yeah, how about getting the ray gun into your luggage? I guess that would be checked luggage, but does anybody have and, and I asked this because. Oh, my goodness, always. Yes, always check. I'm the person that gets get stopped at every. Uh-huh. Okay. Because I haven't flown a lot, but in the last year, it seems like every time I've gone somewhere, like when I went to Amsterdam and back in September, um, I went to um, – I went to L.A. in October for a client's uh, book launch, and I'm the person, and let me, I pack light for a woman, and I am the most, I am so, apparently I am so boring that when I try to get a job in Korea, I went through every check, city, state, county, national, Interpol, and had, they went through it all twice, and I had four sets of fingerprints taken because nobody could find anything I'd ever done like I'd never existed, okay? But when I go through the airport, I get every single stop, search, undress, um, uh, feeling under my clothes, swiping my hands, everything. So I can't imagine me, with even with a water gun, going. So is it, how do you, how would I avoid all this? We, we, we play a game. It's you know one out of one out of three times we get stopped for our shoes, and so when the per, when the people go, it, it, could you wait aside? I'm like, it's the one out of three. It's one of us. It's our shoes. Yeah, just our shoes. Because we, we have these giant we have these boots with metal bits in them. They have springs in them and stuff like that. We have these matching steampunk boots, and we have to wear them in airports because they're too big for suitcases. Yeah, they don't fit in our luggage, so we wear them. That's a trick. Take your biggest pair of boots, wear them on the plane. They can't restrict, as long as you don't have things like spikes on the boots, they can't restrict you wearing them. As long as, as you don't so, have what on the boots? Spikes. Yeah, oh, as okay, long as you don't have that gotcha. big sharp thing. Yeah. Then, then they, they have okay. to let you wear them, even if they are giant heels. Um, and as soon as I get on the plane, I take them off and I put them up above. <laughs> so that, that way I get more luggage allotment. <laughs> okay. All right, I, folks, I, get the real I, deal here first. I squeeze every ounce the... out of my luggage. <laughs> okay. I wear my chip helmet you know, or I wear my hat on board and everything. <laughs> I can confirm it because I have seen selfies he has taken of himself in the plane in his seat. <laughs> No, that's that's real. I haven't worn a pith helmet on the plane before. I wore a pith helmet all the way home from England. It was a 12-hour flight. I wore a pith helmet and a pair of goggles because they wouldn't fit in the suitcase. <laughs> and I'm getting a running commentary on Facebook, by the way, from Amber, just so you all know. <laughs> oh, good. I, I hope we're keeping her amused. Oh, okay. Well, we share it terribly. with us. Oh no, she's you know I got the whole you know she she must have just recently heard you know the whole mentioning her about all the hard work she does because I got the whole you know tongue getting stuck out. Yeah, it's like well you didn't you didn't think I wasn't gonna acknowledge all the hard work you do, do you? <laughs> or did you? She does. She does a lot of hard work. You know, with the convention, 
And, you know, with me, because, you know, face it, I'm a pain in the ass. I'll admit it. <laughs> but, you know, Oh, and no. I require them to bring me lattes all the time, you know. They have to, and they have to make sure they're not cold. So, yes. But she does. She does have a really hard yeah. job at the convention because they, you know, dealing with some of the VIPs can be a can be a chore sometimes. <laughs> I don't imagine. You have to deal with us. We're hideous. Oh, you guys are well, hideous. Hideous has got to be. That's, I think that's a bit strong of a term. I think, I sure. think the only sure person easier to take care of than you two is Strange Way. All you got to do is toss him a Mountain Dew, and he's you know he'll do whatever you tell him. <laughs> oh yes, yes Strange Way. You know when you had him on, when you invited him on on to Madame Perry's salon, that's one of the things. The first things he said was that he had a strong affinity, or was it an addiction to? Um, oh, it, it's a straight uh, up addiction. It? Red dye, red dye, or Red number five or yellow number five, whatever it is, yeah, Mountain yeah, Dew, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yes, he he's, he has been known to. Cons- I used to drink um, Mountain Dew myself. I was up to three liters a day, and I I decided that I backed off from that because it was just obviously not good for me. I was turning an awful shade of green. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Um, so uh, let's see. Well, we've only got about um, seven minutes left. So if you got seven minutes, if you want to say something to these folks, you can call six four six seven one six ninety nine eleven. Or if you're just enjoying listening to it, like the Amber, who I uh, look forward to meeting, uh, ask Groovy to just tell your pals. And uh, what else do people know about what you've got coming up? All of you guys, you have Dreadnought Radio. Let's talk about that because people need to know well, about it. Well, real so quick, I got, a, I got a, one or two more things about the convention. First off, uh, tickets are on sale, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. wildwestcon.com. And there are the, you know, uh, we've got tickets for the aristocrats. which is like, you know, the whole big, you know, extra special people. There's a limited number of those. Uh, they've got certain perks. They get, you know, private meet and greets with the special guests and things of that nature. Um, uh, then there's the, you know, the standard day or weekend passes. So, you know, you can get a one-day full weekend. And um, those can be purchased as well as the concert tickets. All right there at wildwestcon.com. <laughs> And keep an eye on the website because as things are, you know, confirmed, the website will be updated and all that new information will be available. All right. And um, and so keep up with the website. You'll know what's going on. You can order tickets, and that will have all the information about uh, where to stay, what to do. Yep. Uh, There's information for hotels, nearby hotels. Uh, we use primarily the uh, DoubleTree, which is right the first hotel outside mm-hmm. the airport for people flying in. It's great. It's convenient. You can literally walk mm-hmm. from the airport to the hotel in under five minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, sweet. I like that. And that whole that whole road is a whole string of hotels, so there are plenty right there. The DoubleTree, though, is by far my favorite. Um, they're all suites. We Ooh. get a special rate of $99 a night. And I'm, seriously, every room is a Friday. suite. Wait, you said so how much? $99 a night? $99 a night. Okay. 
And, yeah, all the rooms are suites, which is great if you have, like, a group because you can comfortably sleep easily four people in one of these suites. Easily. And still, you know, nobody's stepping on anybody's toes. It's, they're great. And We're really I'm sorry, which, what, what, what? I was saying that we have friends coming all the way from England just to come to this event. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a, a friend of mine, a character named Professor Maelstrom. She's a well known steampunk uh, maker over in England. And she and her husband, or a boyfriend, are coming all the way. They've, they've heard about this event for years, and now they can't, they can't resist. They've bought their plane tickets, they're on their way over. Oh, fantastic. Is that oh, the one who yeah. modeled the, um, the outfit over there, the leather piece for you? Um, when you were over there, Thomas? No, no, not that English person. Different okay. English person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, this one's a, an old friend of mine from like 10 years ago, a uh, dark-haired lady, um, kind of goth-looking, and she's really nice. Her name is uh, Amanda Scrivener. Oh, so awesome. now people can look her up and creep on her. <laughs> and tell him that Tom, and tell her Thomas Williford said so. Exactly. It's like, oh, Thomas said I can look you up and you'll friend me. What have I done? What have I done? All right. Um, also, if you're listening, don't forget, you know, you can get uh, Thomas Williford's book, Steampunk Adventurer's Guide, Contraptions, Creation, and Curiosities Anyone Can Make, as well as Steampunk Gear, Gadgets and Gizmos, A Maker's Guide to Creating. And, uh, oh, and yeah, and let's get back to, uh, please, please, James, tell us about Dreadnought Radio, because we all need to be able to tune into something that will be here just what we want to hear. Well, right now that's not possible. There are technical difficulties. My computer decided to die, and I'm now oh. using an even older computer that just can't handle the software. Okay. So oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm off air temporarily here. It, it hopefully won't be too much longer. I'm trying to find some okay. less memory usage uh, software that I can use, so... It's just a difficult search. Okay. And, Amy, what what specifically can you tell people to entice them to Wild Wild West Con or tell people they will, what they will find that they don't expect if it's their first time? Oh, I mean, I, I tell everyone how cool an event it is. You know, as I said before, if you want good pictures, if you want an immersive environment, it's incredible surroundings you really do feel like you're in a wild west town the photos that come out of it are always awesome your outfit always looks totally epic against the backdrop there's a train there's a train as thomas has added (laughs) but you know i'm gonna be there i i do some panels there every year you know thomas does some panels as well there's a lot of amazing professionals that attend and do panels as well so if you're looking to meet people in the steampunk community and you know share knowledge that's a wonderful way to do it is to attend these conventions uh as 
Thomas mentioned, I maybe may or may not be performing in their burlesque show this year, so that would be a reason to come to me. I, you know, I do do that. Oh yeah, speaking of which, Amy messaged me after this. I don't really have one job. I do a lot of different things. I just do a little bit of a lot of different things, so nobody knows I do anything. So they're like, what do you do again? And I'm like, oh, a million things. And people are like, oh, she probably doesn't do anything. (laughs) Oh, no! Uh, About the burlesque show, Amy, uh, message me when we're done here. Okay. <laughs> Thank yeah, you for but, reminding but no, me. I will be doing that this year. I've, I've done that at a few events now. So far, everybody says it's good, so either people are so much nicer than I give them credit for, or I don't suck. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I am sure you are fabulous. And uh, and we are a pretty strong burlesque community here in Atlanta. Do you think you probably know oh, some yes, of the folks? I, I only just moved to Pennsylvania last year. I lived in Atlanta. I attended a few burle- burlesque shows. I actually knew uh, I knew some wonderful burlesque people up there. Uh, Tallulah Love is a big personality Tallulah in the community. And she's a wonderful lady. I did a several I conventions and attended many of her shows. I was fortunate enough to see her perform, a really fantastic woman. You know, I, when I was talking earlier about an adult going somewhere and people aren't being friendly, I went to a meeting of the Atlanta Burlesque Society or something, and I went, and a lot of people just wouldn't even talk to me at the table. She and um, she and it was Rosie Palms were the first two to say, hi, how are you, and speak to me, be so friendly. And I just, I would do anything for them. And Tallulah Love, I just think, is, is, is a goddess. I really do. So, that is so important cool. in this community and in any community, really. It's so important to approach people and say hello and welcome them and kind of share your love because this isn't about being, you know, exclusive. It's about bringing more people into what we love and growing the community and making it better. And all yes, indeed. People like that, burlesque, steampunk, everyone. I totally agree. Hey, uh, folks, I think I am going to close out. You have, I gotta say, James, you always bring it. You, the only complaint I have, the only slight unhappiness I have, is that we don't have enough steampunk nights here in Madame Perry Salon. But when we do, you always deliver, and you bring fantastic guests. And uh, I think you're wonderful. Can't wait to meet Amber. Uh, Thomas and Amy, I am so thrilled that you both made time and been so generous with your time tonight to come to Madame Perry Salon. And you've just been so much Thank fun. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. It was, it was my delight. And so I'm going to close with a little music from another guest that, um, that our beloved James Breen brought to Madame Perry Salon. And I just want to thank you all for listening to this great day in the
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.